Halloween on Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket is the name I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow Always getting in wrong For singing my song A merry old soul am I Jiminy Cricket is the name I'll be hanging around this evening I'll be tipping my hat I'm telling you that Jiminy Cricket is the name <laughs> Happy Halloween, Cricketeers! We're doing our special October episode of Dateline Jiminy Crickets. And I have with me the co-hostess with the mostest, Ruthie Brown. How are you doing, spooky Ruthie? <laughs> I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? And we have a very special guest, Jerry Skids. How are you doing, Scary Jerry? Come <laughs> for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hello, welcome to me. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> so Jerry is appropriately in his avatar as Donald, dressed like the devil himself. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> This is well, why no one wants to hang out with me. You're just devilishly <laughs> delightful, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're really I'm glad to, to have you. Yeah, we're glad to have you back, Jerry. And, Definitely. Uh, we missed you. I so. missed me too. And you. And Ruthie. I love you guys so much. I'm so happy to be back. Oh, we love having you. Anytime. So, as you may or may not know... It's the season for some screaming. Happy Halloween, everybody. And uh, before we get started, uh, we're going to do some of our shameless plugging. We'll try to get through it as quickly and as painlessly as possible. Of course, you may enjoy pain. <laughs> the puns are not going to stop. No, definitely not. <laughs> All right. So first of all, we just want to remind everybody that it does cost money to bring you magic. And we're asking for anybody who can afford to, to help us continue to bring you the magic that we bring. If you uh, can support us on Patreon and for as little as $1 a month, we provide you with various unique special rewards, including audio content, an exclusive podcast, called Down the Rabbit Hole, and uh, we also do audio commentaries of cartoon shorts and old Disneyland documentaries of Disneyland Park. And uh, the way to uh, join us over on Patreon is at www.patreon.com slash DisneyChris. And uh, we um, also can uh, take donations through PayPal. If you don't want to do Patreon, you can do a one-time donation or you can do a um, 
recurring donation just like Patreon. And if you choose to do the recurring version on uh, PayPal, we will give you the same exact rewards as you would get as a Patreon. So one other way you can help support us is through merchandise. We have a bunch of different options of different merch you can buy. We have two designs. We have a um, compass design to represent my website. And we have a Dateline Jiminy Crickets design. And we have uh, t-shirts, mugs, stickers. We don't have electric guitars. That's just to show you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> or laptops. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the t-shirts come in different colors. There's all different colors um, And we have men's and women's sizes. We even have children's sizes, and I think it, it even goes up to 3x so for you who uh, Like me need a larger size. We have those options as well <laughs> and to get to us on our store Go to jcpodcast.threadless.com. Another way you can help us out is if you become a follower, follow our exploits on Instagram. Uh, Our good friend Brian Crawford is sort of taking charge of it now, and he's posting pretty much every day or every other day a new image. Uh, I've been sending him stuff to post, and he's been posting it and putting in his commentary and doing a terrific job and he's gotten a a a whole bunch of new followers for us too we went from 500 to almost a thousand in a month so we're happy about that thanks brian yeah we're almost (laughs) at a thousand now and cricketeers so if you want to be number 999 be sure to (laughs) follow us on instagram Another place you can follow us is on Facebook. Uh, We have a group on Facebook called Jiminy Crickets Podcast. And we sort of share all the goings on with our different podcasts and different happenings. We also have, in addition to this podcast, two other podcasts. We have Down the Rabbit Hole, which is an exclusive for our supporters and followers on Patreon. And at the $5 level or higher... And then we also have a free podcast for everybody called Jiminy Crickets, which is our parent show. Um, and Jerry, you know a little bit about Jiminy Crickets because you and I are the founding members of Jiminy Crickets. That is absolutely true. And you know what, Chris, as a longtime friend and former host, I always pronounced your name Disney Chris, not Disney Chris. So this is the first oh. time I'm hearing it that way. And now I feel like an idiot. No. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you know, stupid is a stupid duck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a wrong way to say it. <laughs> uh, no, both ways are correct. Just don't call me later. Yeah. Uh, don't call uh, me for supper. Don't yeah. call me Shirley. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do call me for supper. Always. Anyways, Jiminy Crickets is just our history and Disney heritage show where we talk about different, like, uh, for example, well, I'll show you some examples as a matter of fact, because here's our recent lineup. Uh, In September, we did an episode on the extinct attraction Nature's Wonderland, and we are doing a two-parter 
currently on Haley Mills, the Disney legendary childhood star. And we uh, released the first part of our two-part episode earlier this month. And the second part is coming just before Halloween. I think on the 29th or 28th we'll be releasing part two of our salute to Haley Mills. And just as a little uh, secret... We have one more episode planned for this year, and it involves some cool cats who are turning 50 years old. But I'm not going to say anything else. You have to use your <laughs> Disney in- intuition to figure out what the topic is. But I gave you a really good hint. Yeah. So, uh, jcricketspodcast.blogspot.com is where you'll find all of our podcasts, including this one, if you want to just listen to it. And uh, But if you want to watch it, you have to watch it on YouTube at DisneyChris.com. That's D-I-S-N-E-Y-C-H-R-I-S-D-O-T-C-O-M. Not period C-O-M. Spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. That's my YouTube channel where you can watch. If you're listening to this and you want to see all the really cool pictures we're going to show, that's how you can do that is by watching it on YouTube instead. We also want to give a huge shout out to the Roarbots, which is a website that hosts our podcasts. And in addition to our content, they have all sorts of fun stuff that I guess you would consider geek culture content. For example, uh, comic books, Star Trek, Star Wars. Um, uh, what's that show from England with the with the mailbox with the with the oh, telephone booth? Doctor Who. <laughs> who? I couldn't remember who. <laughs> you the mean mailbox. the phone booth? The TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff of that nature. Harry Potter. Anything like that. They they've got it over there. So if you're into that stuff, like we all are, check them out. And then. Finally, I want to mention my website. If you're not aware, I have a website called DisneyChris.com. And it's uh, home to a few fun things such as the Disney song of the day. I post a Disney song every day of the year. And you can listen to it on that day or go back to an archive and listen to all the past songs. For the past couple years, they're all available to listen to at your leisure. And for the month of October, I've been doing a Halloween-themed song of the day. And every song is Halloween in nature. Sort of like what you're listening to in the background right now. And I also have a magical audio tour of Disneyland with over 2,000 audio tracks uh, spanning 27 chapters that cover all the music and magic of Disneyland. And I have a new special way you can enjoy the Magical Audio Tour. We have a new mobile-friendly version. And if you go to DisneyChris.com slash mobile-friendly-audio-tour.html, you can check out our new mobile-friendly version and enjoy the music of Disneyland on the go. And one last thing I want to mention is that I do have a holiday chapter on my Disneyland Magical Audio Tour. And I have tons of Halloween audio over there. So if you want to get into the Halloween spirit, go to DisneyChris.com slash 
2.30, and that'll take you straight to my Halloween content. Now, Jared, you had something you wanted to share with our audience. What's that? Yeah, um, I am in a virtual concert um, on October 25th at 7 p.m. The link is there, I believe, on the screen. Uh, yes. YouTube.com slash user slash Autumn Tilson. It is uh, sort of a political um, concert, but we're singing musical theater songs. So I'm doing a song from Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Uh, my wife, Teresa's in it. She's doing um, a song from Into the Woods. And it oh. all kind of relates to each other in a way. Um, they're going to be streaming that live um, 7 p.m. on October 25th. 25th. What day of the week is that? I believe a Sunday. That's this Sunday coming up. Okay, so I'll have to... You'll have to send me a reminder, Jerry, because I would like to be in the audience for that. Okay. Sure. All right, so before we get to our fun and spooky topics... Oh, we have a great show. We have some real big surprises for you guys. You're going to love this. But first we have, as always, a special announcement from Concierge. Dateline Jiminy Crickets proudly endorses Concierge Vacation Planners, a Disney-authorized specialty vacation planning service. Concierge doesn't just book your trip, they walk you through the entire process, helping you plan out every detail, one-on-one, to make the very most out of your vacation while saving you both time and money. And the best part is, they charge nothing for their services. You will get the exact same pricing as if you booked your vacation directly through Disney. But in using Concierge expertise, you've got the added bonus of having your very own personal Disney Guru Planner by your side. Both Ruthie and I are also satisfied customers, and we just can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at www.concierge.com. That's www.concierge.com, as in mouse ears. So when you book your next Disney vacation, be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, or many of the other Disney destinations available worldwide, contact Concierge Vacation Planners, and be sure to tell them Disney Chris sent you. Well, it's time again for the Disney Top 10. Oh, what's that? It's the Top 20! <laughs> surprise, surprise! Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Well, again, we couldn't narrow it down to just 10, so we went with 20. And the category is Disney's Scariest Animated Scenes, and this includes a little Pixar as well, so we threw in some Pixar but uh, basically, anything that's animated, and remember, anything that's animated is on the table. Because there's a couple strange exceptions, and you'll see what <laughs> they are. But that was the rule. So, we each picked... Well, we went through it. We sort of went through it together. So, let's take yeah. turns. Jerry, you can do the first one, and then... And then um, 
uh, Ruthie, and then I'll, I'll, each of us will do every, th describe every three. So, what's the first one on our list? Number 20, Jerry. Uh, that would be Little Toot. Um, remember that short from Make Mine Music, I believe. Melody and, Time. Uh, Melody Time. Melody Time. See? Sort of the yeah. same thing. <laughs> Make Mine Music should be on Disney Plus, but that's a whole other story. Um, it's the only one that's not. Uh, no, but Little Toot, uh, it's this little short thing, and uh, it's a very scary scene uh, oh. when the buoys are, are yelling at him, and he's very scared and lost, and there's lightning and a storm, and it's very sad and scary. <laughs> yeah, they, they, what do they say? They say, bad boy, bad boy, shame, shame. Yeah, with the Andrew sisters. Oh, that's why I have those problems nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to this. <laughs> that really is a creepy scene for such a happy, peppy short. And there's also, <laughs> before that happens, there's a scene where a big ocean liner runs into New York City and crashes. Now, if that happened in real life, that would be disastrous. Like, yes. there's nothing fun <laughs> about that. That would be the death of thousands of people if something like that happened. But anyway, it's all in good animated fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Melody Time, 1948. And again, I don't know why Make My Music is not on Disney+. Plus. That's a mystery. Mm -mm. All right, Ruthie, you're next. What's our next? All right. Our next scary scene is from 101 Dalmatians, and this is the scene where Cruella is chasing the dogs with her car, yeah. and she kind of just goes into this manic state where you can see in this picture her eyes are all crazy red, and, and, and her hair is all wild, and she's just, you know, she will stop at nothing to get those dogs so she can have her Dalmatian coat. So it's just kind of a, a crazy scene, and, you know, it's not scary per se but it's just scary that this type of thing would drive her to this kind of madness drive her get it drive exactly her. yes <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple other scenes that could be picked like the one where she throws the bottle into the fireplace and slaps yeah. horse and jasper you idiots <laughs> anyways yeah she she's comical but when she's you don't want to cross her. Right. She can be pretty mean. Rotten. To yeah, the core. definitely. That's why she's my favorite Disney villain. <laughs> Alright, so the next scene is from Hercules. This is where Hercules loses his uh, divine powers um, and ends up becoming immortal and he starts to look all weak and sad and bruised and... Uh, it's just really creepy. I mean, look at this picture. He looks like he's at death's door because he's not used to feeling like a human. And I guess Disney's trying to say that it's not much fun to not have uh, supernatural powers and just be normal because <laughs> it makes you feel like this. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't want to be just a mere mortal. Yeah. Good thing I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so what's our next scary scene? Oh, and by the way, we made a rule that we would only pick one scene from per movie because there's a lot of movies that you could, like, pick several. But we picked the scariest 
out of all the scenes from a particular movie as as a rule so what's the next one jerry uh the next one up is when um in from beauty and the beast uh when bell meets the beast in the uh the west wing mm. and he yeah yells at I, her. I would uh comes out from the shadows mm-hmm. you know she's never seen something of such disgustingness although he's very adorable in the live stage show in uh mgm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's kind of hard to make a big walk around puffy, furry character scary. <laughs> yes. So the next one, Ruthie, what's that? This is the scene at the end of Aladdin where Jafar turns into a genie. Phenomenal cosmic power. And, and a little uh, bitty just, uh, space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right before that part. <laughs> yeah. Um. He just, you know, he that's his main goal in this film is to get to be the most powerful being in in the world. And so he he thinks he has done it by asking for the same powers as the genie. And then obviously he is now tied to the lamp. So, yeah, you know, right. he, he isn't really as powerful as he thought he was. So Unless but it's still pretty scary. He, him, but then yeah, he, he looks really to... creepy. He kind of looks like a devil here a little bit in this picture. So, yeah. The thing is that if someone even releases him, he can't just perform magic. He can only do the magic that is requested. Right. The wishes, so. Yep. Being a genie kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one comes from uh, the Rescuers Down Under, and this one always creeped me out. It's when McLeach meets his demise. McLeach is the evil character from this film. And uh, the thing about him is he's so real. Like, out of all the Disney villains, to me, he's the least, like... Well, he's the most fleshed out as a real character that could really exist in the real world. And part of that is a phenomenal performance by George C. Scott. Fantastic vocal performance. And when he dies, he falls into um, a river with crocodiles, and then he... The crocodiles start to turn around and he's like, ha ha, I beat you. And then he goes down this huge waterfall because the crocodiles see the waterfall and turn around and then he falls over the waterfall and I guess he dies. We never see him again. And his uh, lizard companion, Joanna, who's hysterical, unfortunately, she has to go as well. Anyway, what's the next scene, Jerry? (laughs) Next up, we have the Great Mouse Detective. This is the scene towards, of course, the end, which most of these will be, um, in which uh, Radigan, in the pouring rain, uh, just, he's on, they're on Big Ben. There's a big fight. His clothes rip off. He looks like a real rat. Like, mm-hmm. And if you live in New York, which I do, um, <laughs> yeah, he looks like a rat. And it is yeah. <laughs> not a fun thing. No. So uh, it is quite scary, and his teeth are sharp. And well, look at yeah. the picture. You can see it for yourself. Look how scared he is over there. Radigan's, oh, forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Scary yeah. scene. And the whole movie up to this point, he's been denying that he's a rat. Which makes it even and more powerful. And he also asks very, like, suave and sophisticated yeah. and, and, you know, like, he's got manners and he's cultured. And then when it push comes to shove, his true personality comes out. Yep. He's nothing but a rat. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the next one, Ruthie? 
the next scene is Scar's death from The Lion King. And I just think it's really creepy how, you know, the hyenas find out that he was, he kind of double-crossed them. And so, and they're a whole bunch of hyenas around him, but there's only one lion, one Scar. And they realize that they could overpower him, and they basically, they do, and they kill him. And the scene is played out by just watching, like, the shadows up against the wall as, like, Pride Rock is on fire. Yeah. And just the way that you see the how the hyenas jump on him and stuff like yeah. that's really creepy. And it's yeah. really powerful the way that it is depicted in that scene because of, like, the shadows. Right. Mm-hmm. Adds to the drama. Exactly. So number 12 is the innards of Oogie Boogie. <laughs> from, <Innards. laughs> so this is one of our sort of exceptions to animation because it is animation, but it's stop yes. motion animation. Stop motion. But we do count any kind of animation. So this is, um, we figure out that the body of Oogie Boogie is made up of thousands of disgusting insects. And when the bag is ripped away that is his skin the i guess it's what do you call like a potato sack like a burlap a burlap sack you see that he's nothing but a bunch of creepy looking bugs and it's so disgusting and scary yeah especially for those of us who do not like bugs in the first place i can't stand (laughs) bugs i'll tell you and i don't like rats either so So what's the next one, Ruthie? Oh no, it's Jerry's Jerry. turn. Yep. Jerry, what's the next one? Uh, the next one we have is is uh, from Princess and the Frog when Doctor Facilier is dragged to hell by demons. Oh I got to say hell on this show, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd actually like Ruthie to talk about this one because she's the one who brought it up, I believe, in conversation, and I think you have more to say about it than I do. Yeah, this scene is just really freaky. I mean, the whole time it's, you know, he's, you know, in cahoots with these demons. I basically, like, he's has to do what they say. And when he doesn't end up fulfilling what they wanted him to do, they basically kill him. And it's just uh, so creepy. And, like, it's it's weird because it's animated, but it has, like, this green, like, this uh, black light yeah. kind of effect mm-hmm. to it. And it's just so creepy, the fact the that, I mean, he can't green. do anything about this. He He's going... He's going down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just and crazy. The, it's the same aesthetic as the earlier scene where he sings Friends on the Other Side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Mm-hmm. So we're <laughs> up to the top ten. So, Ruthie, what's the next one? And I know this is one you also Ooh, My favorite. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite villain, if you guys don't already know. It's Maleficent. From Sleeping Beauty, and this is the scene where we first see her, and and look at how she no, just no, no. kind this of comes. Is, we picked the scene where she's in the fireplace and she's beckoning oh, yeah, Aurora right. to go to that's the spinning right, well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of you know see how she is, you know, again she's driven by this one mission where she she has to get back at Sleeping Beauty, um, you know, back from you know the not being the situation invited. that happened in the beginning when she was being a baby and. And all the blessings were being poured upon her and she wasn't invited and all of this Mm. stuff so she's bitter and so she's waited 16 long years to get back at her and here is the scene 
where she's finally able to accomplish that. And, and she's just, again, driven by this one thing this whole time. And she's just so creepy, but she is just evil, evil to the core. And that's what makes her my favorite villain. Yeah. I think, not to get into a, a whole other tangent, but my th- sense is that she is looking for an excuse to be evil. Because mm-hmm. she would have been right. evil either way. It's like right. not being invited. Because it is kind of a weak a pitiful, reason to be mad yeah, for right. so long. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, I'm going to skip because this is one you picked. So I'll let you talk about the next one. Sure. So, yeah, the next one is from, of course, The Little Mermaid. Um, this is the shriveled up souls that uh, <laughs> Ursula has. And it's not a specific scene because you see them a bunch of times yeah. but when you like see these things you have to think of many things first of all when I'm a kid when I was eight when this came out it, you're like what is this like what are these, <laughs> these they look so desperate and sad and it's horrific um, but then on top of that when you get older they also look like uh, well it's a whole lot of other things I went I, I, in college I made a whole entire thing about how this the Little Mermaid's a male-dominated... Whatever. Anyway, it did a lot of symbolism here. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's extremely frightening to think... Freudian implications, these... let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of these creatures are... are there's just so many mermen and, and, and mermaids in the sea that are now mm. little shriveled up shriveled up things yes (laughs) gremlins or whatever like weeds like seaweeds in the in the ocean Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and she tricked them all like there's no way that they could have gotten out of being turned into this thing so until the end spoilers exactly for a 1989 movie So number eight is from The Black Cauldron, and it's the um, Cauldron Born scene. Now, interestingly, about 80% of the scene was cut because of the violence, and uh, Katzenberg objected, and he took a scissor to it, literally, and cut out. And they lost all the footage. As far as we know, it doesn't even exist anymore. But even what still remains is one of the most frightening scenes so one can only imagine what they must have cut out yeah. it's very very brief what they left in but i suspect that originally it must have been about a five minute sequence now it's about a two minute sequence so and it feels edited it feels like there's something missing yeah. but even still it's just a really frightening scene yeah that's it's one of the major TV. reasons a lot of yeah, it's it's a, it's one of the major reasons a lot of people don't like the movie is because it feels like off. But mm-hmm. it's actually not a bad movie, as everybody mm-hmm. says, in my opinion. But you know, it still has a lot of really good things about it. But it's a shame what they did to the poor thing. Yeah, it could have been so much more. Anyway, um, who wants to do the next one? You can fight over it. You want to do it, Ruthie? Sure, I'll do it. Of course. This, the headless horseman scene from Sleep, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. This is what makes this short, I guess you would call it a short, um, so scary. It's this scene mm-hmm. where, you know, he's chasing Ichabod after he's leaving the party. Yeah. And um, 
it's just so creepy because first he hears like the the horse hooves galloping behind him and you know he throws the pumpkin head at him and and he's doing that cackle yowl like laugh and and then at the end like you see him go in the tunnel and you don't know what happened yeah so that whole scene is just the creepiest scene it leaves it open to you know what you think it was brom bones dressed as the headless horseman was it the actual headless horseman you don't know Yep. Did he get murdered, or did he just get scared away, or... Yeah, because they, they just kind of leave it there. You don't know if he left, yeah. or if he actually is dead. You know, he just yeah. disappeared. And the book is the same. The book leaves it as an open question, too. So Disney actually yeah. stayed very faithful to the book in their interpretation. Yeah. Unlike the Johnny Depp version, which went all in all sorts of directions. <laughs> I like that one, though. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, still, it's there's no, I mean, you know, it's, that's what movies are. It's a different interpretation, yeah. so that's fine, but I'm just saying Disney's is closer to the book. But anyways, um, the thing that's mostly scary about it is how they set up the scene where he thinks his mind is playing tricks with him because mm-hmm. he was spooked out at the party before and he was told about the legend of the Headless Horseman. So everything, like he hears different sounds happening in the woods and it's it he start he's thinking that it's things that it isn't and mm-hmm. then it actually turns out to really be the headless horseman in the end and when he first makes his appearance it's really creepy it is it is really creepy and it's mixed with comedy which is really interesting how they because the, the whole scene is really frightening but at the same time it's filled with all sorts of sight gags and yeah it's really cleverly done it is. It's that's classic Disney animation right there. Right. So who want you can do the next one. Well, Jerry know. wants Chris, to do the ne- the one after. Yeah, this. I want I'm going to do number 5. Chris, you oh, take Sharon the next okay. one. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll do Sharon Abog then cuz number 5 <laughs> uh, number 6 is Sharon Abog from Fantasia. And uh Sharon Abog is sort of uh the devil himself and he's located yeah. he's a demon on top of bald mountain and every halloween night he comes to life and beckons all of the evil spirits from their graves and they have a um satanic ritual and it's great material for disney animation <laughs> i know right <laughs> it's like anybody who says disney animation is for kids has obviously never seen this scene before right there's and this is on brief, Disney Plus. There's even <laughs> brief nudity in this scene. Mm. When the spirit, some of the female spirits go by, you can see their um, uncovered bosoms. Mm. So they went there. Yeah. Disney wasn't yeah. afraid to go there. And this was 1940. I mean, yeah. Disney wasn't the only one who was family friendly. Everything was family friendly back then. Mm-hmm. So he was pushing the envelope for sure with this one. Yeah. So, oh, yes, I forgot what the next one is. Okay, so this is another (laughs) exception to our animation rule because technically the frightening part about it is animated. So what is that, Jerry? So, first of all, yes, because this is uh, Chris and Ruthie's show. It's their rules, and they said I could do this, which is great because this was technically my number one. um, Mm. But, you know, as a whole, it's number five, and this is the Judge Doom scene at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, which is technically a live action movie, but 
spoilers because we have to talk about it. There's nothing yes. else I can do except yeah. for talk about it. Um, he's a tune, and yeah. he killed the brother of Eddie Valiant, and we yeah. find that out, and suddenly his eyes pop out, and <laughs> he's animated. And me sitting there in my my little seat in the theater, oh, it was so scary. I did not like it at all. This reminded me of the large Marge scene in oh, yeah. uh, Pee Wee's yes. Big Adventure. Yes. Which also scared me to death when I, I was a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lloyd acted this great, but Christopher Lloyd as a tune, yeah. frightening. Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. And yeah. when they and do that, of that, that high pitched voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, yep. Yeah. And it's even that makes it creepier. Like it does. This. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The one yeah, that creeped me you. out as a kid, which yeah. sort of reminds me of this too, is that scene from the Twilight Zone movie where the little boy has all those powers, and he he brings all the monsters to life. You remember that scene <laughs> from the Twilight Zone movie? It's from the eighties, yeah. maybe. Maybe I'm showing my age, but oh, that scene creeps me out. Anyways, <laughs> same sort of thing. Next one, you want to talk about this one, Ruthie? This is yeah, this is this our is first another Pixar. really creepy scene. Yeah. Here's our uh, entry from Pixar. So this is the creepiest Pixar scene right here. Mm. From to the first Toy Story, when um, all of Sid's toys come to life, and um, you know uh, Woody is there. Yeah, and they're all just coming towards him, and they're, and he, you know, he doesn't yeah. even know what to do. He's just standing there, all freaked out, and they're all just like, "Look at this picture! They're all weird, and they're all like, yeah, because Sid had taken different toys from his sister or things that he's found, and like kind of created them all weird and glued them together, yeah. and they're alive. Yeah. And um, I mean, another spoiler alert because we do have to talk about it. They turn out to be not bad. They just look bad. Mm -hmm. But they're not bad. They don't have ill intentions towards Woody at all. But it's still really creepy seeing the way they set it up and everything like that. It's it's this is creepy. Well, it's like the equivalent of if in a movie they actually took human beings with the body of this person and yeah. the head of this person yep. and yeah. the leg of I don't know a chair and yeah. just had them walking towards the main character. That would be a horror movie at that yeah. point. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one, Jerry, you wanted to pick this one too, so let, why don't you describe number three? Yeah, um, okay, so this is, my, first of all, this is my pick as the number one worst villain of all time in terms of, yeah, in terms of if yeah. he was sentenced by a real court. Um, right. Yeah, so Frollo from The Hunchback and Notre Dame, it's really hard to pick a scene because everything he does is horrible. Yeah. He's a child murderer. Yep. He's a rapist. It's mm -hmm. like real bad. But yet here we are in a Disney movie watching um, a judge like convince himself that it's okay <laughs> to yeah. act like this towards this woman mm -hmm. surrounded by fire everywhere I'm and singing about religious, hell. Yeah. yeah, religious yeah. phrases. And it is. I mean, I'm surprised they got away with this, even in '96. Yeah. So, it's yeah, bad. that's that's there's that's my pick. It is terrifying. There, there's no redeeming qualities about him whatsoever. There's nothing that you could like about him. 
And I, mean, I, so I, I just I don't love, but I I'm entertained by his passive aggressive abuse of Quasimodo as well, which is really evil too. Yeah, he tells it him is. he acts as though he's caring for him, but in actuality he's he's hurting him by locking him up in a tower and treating him the way that he does. But so there's many different aspects to his evilness besides the whole Esmeralda thing. Yeah. So. He's just in it for himself. That's all he cares about. <laughs> so, yeah, and the only reason he takes Quasimodo in is because he fears if he doesn't that he'll go to hell. Like, everything is <laughs> for selfish reasons. Yeah. Because he killed his mother, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ruthie, what's our I'll number two? Yeah. Yeah. So number two is, this is the, okay, so there's many, many terrifying scenes from Snow White, but we picked this one to represent the, the film. This is the transformation scene when the evil queen turns into the old hag and um, just the way that, you know, she's doing her spell and, and, um, and then when she drinks it, like her hair turns gray and her, her hands get all uh, gnarly and her nails yeah. and, and like you kind of see her again with the whole shadowy kind of thing against the wall yeah. and you know and then she just kind of her her arms are all oh, gnarly and and then she just collapses and then when she gets up she looks like the old hag and it's just just a, a terrifying scene she has her face covered with her cloak and she mm -hmm. lowers it and does sort of a jump scare yeah. A perfect disguise, and the crow that's in the room with her is freaked out, and he falls yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, number one was sort of the when Jerry and I, when we all three of us started talking about this, Jerry and I were, that's number one. Like, we instantly, uh, you know, came together on this one. So, we can both talk about it, Jerry. I'll first say, um, this to me is more terrifying not because of blood and gore but because of the you put yourself in in the situation and you realize how horrific it would be for this to happen to you because of the way that it's done it's like yeah that's probably how i would react if that happened to me and it's the scene where um, Lampwick transitions and transitions, transforms, <laughs> transforms into a donkey. And it is in a transition. Freaks, well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, transition is probably more something he would want to do. And <laughs> yeah. But this is something he does not want to have happen to him, obviously. So he. He um, sees his reflection in the mirror and freaks out and starts screaming and I've been framed, I've been double crossed, call that beetle, call anybody. And he starts changing into a donkey and again the shadows, you just see the shadow of it and he freaks out and I mean that's what would happen if that happened to a real life, if that possibly ever happened to somebody in real life and just the idea of that is so creepy. And just dreadful and awful and terrible and oh, it's yeah. like a mad science project gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So, what's your opinion on this, Jerry? 
Yeah, I mean, it's shot or animated very Hitchcocky, like even though mm-hmm. Hitchcock, the, the movies that I'm thinking of weren't made until after this. But yeah, it's it's right. got, which means that he probably had some inspiration from the scene, which tells right. you something. <laughs> like at this point, we had Rebecca, but Rebecca wasn't really creepy like this. Uh, yeah, anyway, no. Uh, yeah, th- this whole scene uh, from just. First Lampwick turning in, and then Pinocchio almost turning into a full donkey, and then him turning around and seeing Lampwick just going, Rah! like screaming for help. Yeah, yeah. no, thanks, no. Yeah, <laughs> that is terrifying, also, and uh, it really like drives the point home to stop lying to people and be a good person, because yeah. otherwise you're gonna look like a jackass and you're gonna turn into <laughs> yeah. a donkey. That's literally yeah. what they're saying. I mean, yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's very well done. It is, and it's real. I remember seeing this as a kid and just being completely horrified. Where I left the theater, still tr- bothered by it, like yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Yeah, and he cries for his mama, which makes yeah. it worse. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, yeah, and that's when he that those are his last words before he loses his voice. So, we have another fun segment for you all, and let's move on to our Halloween watch list on Disney+. Plus. So, what we did was we all went through all the offerings that are on Disney+. Plus. So, every one of these uh, titles we're going to talk about is on Disney+, Plus currently. So you, if you have Disney Plus, you can go watch these. And these are sort of our recommendations. We each chose eight. And then at the end, we have our number one pick that we all agreed on. So we're going to have a total of 25 recommendations. So I'll go first. And then Ruthie and then Jerry will finish us off. And then we'll do um, our very top pick. So I went sort of old school in my choice my choices and it sort of worked out interesting because i went really old school and ruthie sort of went middle period and Mm -hmm. and jerry went more recent so we're covering a broad spectrum of all sorts of different types of stuff and i also this goes beyond because they have a watch list on disney plus their recommendations and we went outside of that some of them are on that list but we also chose ones that are not on that list that should be on that list but so we'll talk about all of those so i chose a couple shorts and one of the shorts i picked is one you might not think of as a halloween short it's called babes in the woods it's from 1932 and it was the second full color Technicolor Silly Symphony that they made right after Flowers in the Trees. And this is sort of a Hansel and Gretel story. So it involves the Wicked Witch. And the witch in this is really horrific and frightening. Uh, Like, surprisingly frightening. You'd be surprised how creepy she is. And she flies around on a broom and she has the, you know, the candy house just like hansel and gretel it sort of is hansel and gretel but it varies from that plot a little bit it's sort of a different take on it in a way but it's generally that same story so that's why i picked this one because of the creepy witch and it does have some really creepy imagery in it 
So the next one I picked is another short, and this one's from 1937, and it's, uh, this is one they would often show on those compilation specials for the Disney Halloween and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and that's the Old Mill, which is a, um, really technically brilliant, I think it won the Academy Award for Best Short Subject of 1937, and it was the first use of the multiplane camera, mm -hmm. but the setting is sort of creepy because there's a big storm, and there's bats, and owls, and it's night, and it's a, you know, there's thunder and lightning. It's not really a Halloween story, but it's just sort of the atmosphere of it is very Halloween feeling. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, and I'm, we, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, we, our listings are in chronological order, so we're not listing them in any sort of order as far as favorite to least favorite. Each of the ones that we individually put, picked, we're listing in chronological order, just to have a rhyme or reason to it. So mm -hmm. don't, don't take the order of the list as, you know, we recommend this more than we recommend that. Um, so the next one, of course, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, we already mentioned, has a lot of frightening scenes in it with uh, the evil queen and uh, the, the, the scary forest that Snow White runs through and um, all the scenes with the witch creating the poison apple and the dwarfs chasing after the witch. And then, of course, the scene we mentioned was probably the scariest, the whole transition scene. And the one I particularly like, it's a little moment where she walks by this skeleton that's in the dungeon that obviously died in the dungeon and it's reaching for a stein, like a, gla a, a cup, and she mm -hmm. kicks his head off and says, Thirsty? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I know that scene creeps me out. Anyway, uh, we also mentioned this one, and this is obviously on the Disney list, the Disney recommended Halloween list, and um, this actually includes two uh, shorts, or they're sort of long length shorts. Yeah. Um, one of them doesn't really have any Halloween to it at all, um, even though oddly enough the attraction does. Because you go to hell yeah, at the true. end of the Mr. Toad attraction. <laughs> but um, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow segment, is as Halloween as it gets. Mm -hmm. Now, my next choice I have to sort of explain. So this is one of those um, Tomorrowland specials that they did in the 1950s where they talked about space travel and whatnot. This one gets kind of creepy because... They show, first of all, they show this uh, really funny animated segment where they talk about, um, they sort of talk about horror movies of the era from the 50s where there's like a Martian that abducts a secretary. Remember that scene where the creepy Martian abducts the secretary and there's a whole chase scene and they play like music? Yeah. Yeah. And the Martian's really creepy looking and everything. And then they have another scene where they show what life might be like on Mars. And they have all these really creepy examples of life forms that might exist on Mars. And really creepy imagery. And again, Disney going beyond its um, stereotyping as being for children and that. Because it's very... Mm -hmm. 
it's just really the imagery is not at all something a child would appreciate <laughs> now this one i am shocked that it's not on is am i wrong did i not see this on the list when it was there because i did not see blackbeard's ghost on the recommendation for disney plus Halloween i don't titles. remember it being on there either i mean they also ghost, added some stuff Oh, they added more since we first went over it? Yeah. They might have added it after. But when I looked at it, it wasn't included. And I, of course, had to include it. It's a ghost story. I mean, just because it's a comedy doesn't mean it's not for Halloween. But this is a classic Disney comedy from the late 60s with Dean Jones and um, uh, uh, not Michelle Lee. Uh, We talked about her um, from the Bob Newhart show. What's her name? Suzanne Plachette. Suzanne Plachette, right. And uh, Peter Ustinoff as as the title character, Blackbeard's Ghost. Just a delightful Disney comedy. Walt Disney was involved in the early stages. This only came out about a year and a half after he died. So he was involved in the creation of this film. So it's really a good one. It's one of my favorites. So... Mm -hmm. Speaking of favorites, another favorite. And I, I just not because I was trying to, but it seems like a lot of my choices are um, space, like alien themed. I don't know why. (laughs) But um, Escape to Witch Mountain is terrific for Halloween because it's about a pair of kids with supernatural powers that come from another planet. And they... uh, they have colonized on Earth. They left a plant, a dying planet to colonize on Earth in a mysterious canyon called Witch Mountain. And the children got separated from their people. And they are living in the human world. And they know they're different. And they're trying to find their way back to their own people. And it's the story of their escape back to Witch Mountain. And it's really got some amazing practical effects back when they still did practical effects remember those days and it's a terrific movie (laughs) so my last pick again is another space themed choice and this is just one of those ridiculous screwball disney comedies from the 70s this is probably one of the wackiest most ridiculous of them all the cat from outer space dean jones Sandy Duncan. Do I have to say any more? I mean, just <laughs> knowing those two people are in it gives you an idea of how ridiculous this movie is. But like the title says, it's about a cat. And where does the cat come from? Well, he comes from outer space. And he has a magical <laughs> collar that he wears that allows him to communicate with humans. So Disney cleverly, instead of making the cat talk, like move his mouth, they just had the collar flash. While he's talking, so he didn't have to be animated in any way. So they just have this regular yeah. cat walking around with his flashing <laughs> collar, and apparently he can talk. But I mean, any movie about cats, I love because I'm a cat yeah. person. So, but I just this movie is so ridiculous. But all right, Ruthie, it's your turn. Okay. So we're going back right. in time again. Oh, yep. you had something to say, Jerry? Yeah, I just had a quick question or a comment, I guess, about Mars and Beyond. Did you? I didn't hear. Did you mention um, that it was in the sci-fi dining uh, loop? Oh, I didn't, but you're right. Yeah, it is included in that. In There's a few clips. Yeah, definitely. 
including the intro with Garko, the the um, the robot has a conversation yeah. with Walt. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for pointing that out, Jerry. So, uh, Ruthie, what's uh, your? We're going back again to the beginning because we're doing them in yeah. chronological. So, what's your first pick? We're starting off with the classic, the animated short Lonesome Ghosts. This is Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, the original Ghostbusters. Yes. Short. <laughs> Goofy even says, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're uh, like Ajax Exterminator Company or something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, they are there to exercise ghosts, I guess. So uh, they yeah. have an ad in the paper and, and th- these ghosts decide to trick them and they yeah. call them up acting like they're a customer and then when they come to the haunted house the ghosts just play tricks on them but it's yeah. really fun and this is just you know you just gotta watch this every year i mean it's like eight minutes long so it's yeah. it's no large commitment but i grew up watching this and i just love this classic uh short so one thing i remember about this is uh i didn't have one but i had a friend that did and then they also had them in the library and you could look at them in the library the public library and they were these little camera machines and you stuck this little cartridge in and you could watch a little scene from different movies and it was a little toy and you and one of the scenes you could watch was lonesome a a scene from lonesome ghosts where mickey is like spinning around in this puddle of water and mm-hmm. you could make it go forwards or backwards, so it was kind of fun to watch it go the opposite direction and watch all the water come back again, like yep. it would disappear, and then you could watch it. So I don't know. That's just a childhood memory I have of this. Well, I actually did have that toy, and that's what we would do all the time. We yeah. would just constantly <laughs> be looping it back and forth and watching that scene over and over again because I didn't really have many cartridges for it. Right. And that's the one that it came with. Right. So, yeah, that's another reason why I love this short. All right, my next, we're jumping to the 80s now, because that's Huge my jump. only, like... Yeah, that's your only classic, classic. Classic, right. classic. All yeah. right, so Mr. Boogity, this is from 1986. This was a uh, Disney Sunday movie. Uh, this actually is only 45 minutes long, and right. um, I actually rewatched it uh, over the weekend, and I had, I don't think I've seen it since 1986. Oh, really? And my memory of of watching it in 1986 was that it was really scary. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously it's not scary now because I'm an adult. But, um, but I know 1986, I was 11. Mm. So this, this was, was really scary for me. And it's basically a story about uh, a guy haunting this house. Uh, this family comes yeah. and moves into this obviously haunted house. And they, yeah. you know, the dad is like a goofster and he's, he doesn't think it's haunted and he doesn't believe in any of that. So they come and move in and, and it's haunted. And Mr. Boogity is the, the ghost haunting the, the house. And he says, boogity, boogity, boo. And we <laughs> Me and my, <laughs> me and my brother and sister would be like going around the house saying that to each other after we watched this, and we were all really freaked out. And he looks—I look at this picture—he looks like pizza face, basically. Like yeah. he's all gross and distorted, and yeah. and you know there's a story behind it. So there actually is like they do tell the story of why he's haunting the house and and things like that. So you know it's cheesy because it's from the '80s, but that's right up my alley. So I actually liked it. 
So, you know, if you want something a little bit cheesy, check this out. Okay. And then a little bit newer is the classic Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus, of course. You know, this is Bette Midler, Kathy and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker as the Sanderson sisters. You can't go through a holiday season without watching this at least once. I also watched this again um, this past weekend, and it's just really fun. And it just has this fun Halloween feeling. And it, they're so goofy. Like, they're supposed to be the villains in this movie, but they're so goofy and, and, and ridiculous that you love them. And that's really the reason why this movie is now a cult classic is because of the Sanderson, the Sanderson sisters. So definitely have to watch this one. And, um, unlike, next... and unlike the cat from outer space, this one actually does have a cat yeah. that talks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Which he actually, they did a really good job of it. It looks really cute. That cat is cute. No, that was well pulled off. And it was all yeah. done with puppetry and only a little bit of CGI. Because mm -hmm. CGI at that time was still in its infancy, yeah. really. But Yeah. All right. What's your next all one? All right. My next one is a little bit unusual. But I picked Pirates of the Caribbean, the first film, The Curse of the Black Pearl. And the reason why I picked this is because, you know, so the, the Barbosa the captain of the ship, the Black Pearl, and his crew are all cursed because they stole this um, Aztec um, treasure. And so it basically, because they took it, it makes them be like they're the damned. Like they're yeah. cursed to live on the, the world for the rest of their life until they return this um, treasure back to its chest. Yeah. And when they can go underwater and breathe underwater. And when you do see them do this underwater, and then you also see the light shine on them, they're skeletons. Mm -hmm. And it's really creepy. And it's it looks so good. And that this movie is so good. But um, this is like the, the creepy part of the film that, that I think is kind of Halloween-y. And it's just a really fun adventure film. But, you know, there is a creepy aspect to it. I think it's very appropriate as a Halloween movie. For sure. Yeah. What's your next one, Ruthie? All right. My next one is the 2012 remake of the Tim Burton short Frankenweenie. So this is the full-length feature film that came out in 2012, again by Tim Burton, and it's which is based on a short that he did in uh, the 80s, which we'll talk about. But um. So this is the basic story is there's Victor Frankenstein and he has this his beloved dog, his bulldog terrier or his bull terrier named Sparky and who and who dies and he figures out a way to bring the dog back to life. So hence Frankenstein, you know, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, he is able to use electricity to bring him back to life. And um, but this is just such a fun film. It's it's so Tim Burton. Look at the imagery right there. That's all Tim Burton. And, you know, the big eyes. And, the um, of course, Danny Elfman does the music for this film. So that, of course, makes it right there the same kind of vibe. And this was actually the first black and white feature-length film. Um, the, and the first stop-motion film to be released in IMAX 3D. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, the... Um, the animation in this is really good too. So this is, uh, you know, not necessarily one that maybe everybody's seen, but you know, this is a good time to check it out. Okay. My next one maybe might be a little bit 
obvious, but Maleficent. Now, this is the uh, 2014 uh, live action film with Angelina Jolie. I, I do, I love her performance in this film. Now, I do have specific issues with the story and things like that, but I don't think that doesn't have anything to do with her portrayal of this character or my love of this character. And I think she brings like an interesting twist to it as well. So, um, you know, this it's good to revisit this and and for nothing other than her performance, I, I think that it's worth watching. Jerry, you had something to say about the sequel, you said. Oh yeah, I thought the the sequel was actually a lot of people didn't like it, but I, I enjoyed it a lot because it had a lot of imagery, um, and like I guess uh, I don't know, it was it was very World War Two esque, let's just say, and it was uh, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of again one of these things that were kind of sad uh, when you realize what they're going for, mm-hmm. um, but we really enjoyed it. Like I was uh, I was surprised. I thought I was gonna hate it because I didn't love the first Maleficent. Because uh, it wasn't made for me, you know, right. I was, it was not was not my thing. Um, but I think I, I, you know, I've grown to like both of them actually. But I really mm. like the second one. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one, so I guess I'm gonna need to check that out. And it's on Disney. It is Plus on Disney also. Plus. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. sure is. It is. <laughs> All right, because I'm me, I have to throw in a Marvel film on my list. And the most Halloween-y Marvel film is Doctor Strange. This is one of my favorite Marvel films. I love Doctor Strange. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. And this film just is really his origin story, how he becomes, how he gets his power, and he's the Sorcerer Supreme. And, and you know, and be, he, he is able to, uh, you know, experience, expand the universe and and experience the multiverse and this is kind of where they really introduced it into the marvel cinematic universe and so there's some really weird things out there in the multiverse and one of the things that he does in the end of the film is he goes against dormammu which is really this this villain but he's like this big black kind of not smoke it's kind of weird he almost looks like wood but but he has eyes and a mouth and it's really crazy really you know unusual and and strange hence the name but um <laughs> definitely if you haven't seen this i love dr strange so you can't go wrong watching this movie ever um and then to me i think this is the my favorite on my list here behind the one that we're going to talk about in a little bit mm-hmm. coco this is the 2017 Pixar film. Coco is such a good film. If you have not watched it yet, stop what you're doing. Go watch this film. Okay, and this I'll is the perfect back. time to do it. Exactly. You need to watch this, Chris. <laughs> I, I can't. I we have it on my list of um, uh, things I know. I'm supposed to wait until we reach a certain level on Patreon, and then I'm going to watch true. it. Yeah. Yes. Well, hurry up and and uh, you know get us to that level because Chris gave them money. Yes, <laughs> I can say that if yeah. for no other reason than so that Chris will watch this film. He needs this, to see Coco. I would yes. have watched it by now if it hadn't been for that. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, there is nothing wrong with this film. I mean, it's a classic Pixar film. It, it you know, of course, heart wrenching, but it's a fun story. You know, an unusual plot twist, but. The thing about it that I really liked the most about this film is that it really, really gives you a, the real feeling of this this holiday that the Hispanic culture celebrates, Dia de los Muertos, which happens 
um, starting on October 31st into November 1st over that night period where they honor their ancestors. I just love that they really focused on this and they really have took it they took it to another level because they take you to you know the the area where the uh ancestors live after they're they've gone over the bridge and have passed and so i just think it's i mean like i said there is nothing this this movie is flawless i love this movie i could sit here and talk about it forever but and i won't but just watch it there there is one thing wrong with coco only one you want to know what that is what? Three words. Olaf's Frozen oh, Adventure. Okay. <laughs> well, if you watch it on Disney Plus, that will not be in the beginning. <laughs> I'll never forget it, though. Yes, I know. <laughs> it was a 22-minute long short that yeah. never ended. Yes. Oh, it wasn't good either. Yeah. Anyway. Frozen in time. Exactly. Yeah. Frozen but in Coco's your mind. Is- Yes. Oh, I love Coco. <laughs> All right, Jerry. So it's your turn to give us your choices. So what's your first one? All right. So first up, uh, we have the 1952. Now, you know, animation, Disney animation was coming kind of to an end at this point, at least mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, there was only going to be two more Mickey Mouse shorts after this, which kind of tells you something. Uh, not that this is a Mickey Mouse short, but this is Trick or Treat. The, uh, the Donald Duck, but really Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Donald Duck, and Witch Hazel short, yeah. um, 1952. This is the one that I like to call the short in which Donald tries to murder his nephews by putting dynamite in their Halloween bag, <laughs> which is best. <laughs> and I I really enjoy this. It's 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 got a great theme song. Chris, I know you, you probably know it by heart. Just give, me, give us a bar. Uh, trick or treat, trick or treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but also the nephews as they're coming up to to ring their own uncle's doorbell. um, They they're they're singing it too in just like duck language, which I just love. Very very enjoyable. Um, so yeah he tries to kill his nephews and I'm not even joking that really happens Um, and then they get back at him with the help of Witch Hazel um, which uh, is also a character from the Looney Tunes so that's interesting Mm -hmm. but yeah that's interesting (laughs) because it is but the same person voiced her but uh, Disney created the character first and Warner Brothers was a couple years later but it was basically the same character, but the oh. look of her was different. It's really bizarre. Right. The same character, the same actress did her voice. Yeah. June Foray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It's it's a great short. It's one. It's actually one of my my favorite of the later shorts. Um, so I, you know, and it's also as I said, it's it's kind of frozen. The time is like getting towards the end where it would only be, you know, bears and bees for a while and then and then nothing right, so right. bears bees and um how not to have an accident at work oh right Do- donald I, and I the wheel like- yeah <laughs> so your next one didn't we already do this one jerry no this is the original version yes. the much better version of frank and weenie uh, although just a short uh still like probably 20 something minutes uh this is kind of Tim Burton's first creation. Um, 
in his head at least, and he got to, to put it on film for Disney. It was black and white. It stars the little kid from, um, um, what's it called? Neverending Story. Oh. Uh, Barrett mm-hmm. Oliver, I think his name is. Um, and yeah. he, it's the same story as, as uh, Ruthie talked about earlier, except live action and shorter. Uh, but it's, it's a memory I always have, and I'm pretty sure that Daniel Stern is his father, and that's pretty cool because Daniel Stern, a lot of people know him from the Wonder Years, and mm-hmm. most people know him from Home Alone. Yep. Classic. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was good. There's not a lot to say about it because Ruthie already talked about it. It's the same story. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is just, uh, in my opinion, better just because I grew up with it. Yeah. Well, watch right. them both. They're both on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh uh, if I could have picked the scariest scene from a movie from earlier, this would it would have been the entirety of Return to Oz. Like, it's, it's, yeah, there's nothing we, not scary about this movie. <laughs> we might uh, have been able so, to make an allowance because some of it is stop motion animation. I don't know. Maybe we should have thought about that. <laughs> yeah. True. And a lot of that is scary, too. But yeah. this is the dark version of The Wizard of Oz. This is a sequel that I don't know how Disney made it, but they did. Um, and it's I, I'm not sure if Tim Burton had... I think he was involved so, in somewhat in the creation of this, but I don't feels remember, but I'm like pretty it. sure he was. Yeah, and he was still like working it. for Disney at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is... Dorothy is back home, and she's younger now because... That's the age she was in the book, and they wanted to go from the book and not from the uh, the movie. But Dorothy is is now taken to a mental asylum because Oz, she thinks Oz is real, and she's just constantly like watching people get electrocuted, and it's awful. <laughs> it's so, and when I say awful, I mean great because if you like dark. This is yeah. dark, and it's and and once she gets to Oz, it's not even like the Oz you remember, wherever with little Munchkins dancing around. No, no, this is the Oz no. where everything is either dead, or yeah. scary, or right. something's always flying at you. Everybody's frozen or turned yeah. into statues. Yeah, it is one of the darkest movies. The one that I've gets me is seen. the the select her closet of heads. Oh yeah, Mompy. Yeah, she has all these yeah. different heads that she puts on, depending on her mood. Like, I think I'll wear this head today. <laughs> yeah. If anybody out there ever saw Willow, um, yes. who mm-hmm. I, I guess if they own Lucas Arts, they they own Willow. Uh, Willow is is also the same lady, a uh, Jean Marsh. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the, was Ma- uh, the, the, the evil. evil witch. Yeah. Yeah, the evil queen. Ah. Yeah. And, yeah, Return to Oz has I, I could literally do an entire episode on it it's, it's a million things to say About how awfully scary it is And how good, like there's just A lot of great humor in it Like there's a chicken who's always wisecracking at her it's like The new Toto is a chicken Why is there a chicken? I don't know <laughs> But a great <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah Okay, so the next it's one so weird I, <laughs> it's so weird. Mr. Cata. Um, I don't have a lot to say about So Weird because I only saw a few episodes of it, but I really enjoyed it, and it reminded me of Erie, Indiana. If anybody's mm. ever seen Erie, uh-huh. Indiana, it's very similar to that mixed with maybe the X-Files. Um, a girl goes on tour with her mom, who's a 
traveling musician. When I say traveling musician, that sounds weird because she's on tour with her band. I don't know why it's a traveling musician. Uh, but, <laughs> it sounds like a uh, minstrel but, from the medieval days when you say that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's Mackenzie Phillips, so you know who that is. And, you know, uh-huh. she's in that. And um, all these weird supernatural things keep happening. She's looking for her dad who died when she was three. But, like, she, he's alive somewhere in this, like, spirit world. And uh, it's a really cool show. Um, it's not, like, super scary, but it is very creepy. Um, kind of, as I said, early Indiana was, where it was that, like, creepy undertone, but it was a family uh, show. Yeah. Right. Um, and since I can't say that, I'm saying this. <laughs> All right. Erie, Indiana actually starred the same boy from uh, Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Yep. See? <laughs> I could have said that then. No, I couldn't have. Uh, all right. So this next one up is I wanted to pick a decom, uh, which I ended up picking two, which you'll see in a minute. But um, this it seems like Disney Channel original movies always come out around Halloween. So they're always Halloween themed. Not always, but a lot of the time. A lot of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I picked one that was funny. Um, came out I think in 2000, I want to say. I don't know. It, it was it was. Starring Carolyn Ray, as you can see right in front of you, and the dad from The Nanny, who the reason I picked this one is because he is giving it his all from beginning oh, to end of this movie. Like, he is in the movie. Like, he's the vampire, <laughs> I assume. Yeah, he's the vampire. And just because of his dedication to this, like, like just that, like, he's, he's acting as if he's in a real, like, goofy horror movie, but it's just a goofy Disney channel original movie so um just perfect uh also they cut some scenes with him that i saw in the original movie he was like licking his lips looking at the dog but parents got mad at that because (laughs) i don't know what they thought but i knew he wanted to eat the dog which right uh, yeah but parents got mad and that is not i don't i don't know if it's on disney plus or not but they definitely took it off the disney channel back in the day Mm. wow All all right Next up, we have the Kim Possible episode, October 31st. Now, not the best Kim Possible episode, but still, Kim right. Possible was one of the greatest animated shows of, uh, of, of well, a little past my time, but still. It, it, it combines um, just the, the humor. This I can't even really explain how great it is. I mean, if you haven't seen Kim Possible, you guess you really wouldn't know. But it's, like it's a, a female-led... Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's Bond. Yeah, a yeah. Bond thing with different villain each week, but they're always like kind of the returning villains that you'll always see. Um, so there's a lot of uh, things that they take from previous episodes. So if you didn't watch a previous episode, you might not get what they're talking about now. Yet it was a separate story each time. Um, so I loved Kim Possible. Uh, again, uh, you know, really kick-ass, like, lead female, just amazing character who really can do anything and has very little flaws um which she's just great and that also reminds me of kill bill uh for the Ah. same but that's a whole other story um this particular episode however uh was it was it was basically well kim kim lies to her parents and to ron because she ron being her sidekick uh because she has to go to a party it's just so simple right but that would be like the teen girl aspect of it then there's a whole other plot where she actually accidentally gets this bracelet put on her that turns her into this big metal i don't even know what just just you can't hurt her she's she's yeah it's not even a monster it's just she's just covered in metal and she 
Huh? As a, it's just a butt kicker, and yeah, it's like a transformer almost. And they're trying to steal that from her, so her plans go awry. And that's something that happens in every Kim Possible episode in which she's trying to live a normal life, but she also has to fight crime at the same time. So it's a, right, a fun right, little right. Halloween episode. Uh, yeah. All righty. All right. Yes. Okay. Mickey Mouse cartoons from like the past few years are great. I don't care what anyone says. The I love them. Looks like- yeah. <laughs> the animation's very Spumco, Ren and Stimpy, uh, yeah. which is one of my favorite shows growing up. And it's it's so bizarre and out there and different from anything else that it's... I, I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't like the originality and creativity. This is one of them. And look, look at that picture. That's disgusting. <laughs> why is that in a Disney movie sh- or a short? Because it's great. And um, it, it's a great story where Mickey Mouse just gets stuck in the woods his car breaks down this zombie goofy who barely moves comes after him and he runs away from him for three minutes and eventually he realizes he just he just wanted to help him he takes off his arm (laughs) and uh he helps him fix the car with his arm as a wrench it's a great little tale it's his bone and um yeah yeah man I love the new Mickey Mouse shorts, and I had to pick one. I'm glad that there's a Halloween one, so there it is. All right, and your number one pick. It's not your number one. Well, doing a chronological no, order. Pick, turn to Oz. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> now, before right, so, you talk about this, Jerry, I I was intrigued, and I started to watch this a few days ago, about a week ago. And I got through about 15 minutes, and I was like, uh, this is, I'm not the target audience for this, this, this movie. <laughs> and you know what? Neither am I, but this is what this movie is. This is Zombies. This is a Disney Channel original movie. Um, if the music was better, I'd be a little happier, but let's get past that, because there's yeah. no way that they're going to make good music anymore nowadays on Disney. Yeah. But um, what we have here is a love story between a zombie and a human. It's a Romeo and Juliet tale. But what, how they made this movie was, it, it's like a, if anybody out there doesn't know what a trauma movie is, trauma is a, a over the top, ultra violent, ultra gross horror comedy company. I don't know. They make really messed up movies that are like just very Z grade purposefully. That's what this feels like. But it feels intentional the entire time. Everything about it feels like they're making fun of themselves. Uh, there's over-the-top villains, or un-over-the-top villain, over-the-top uh, just characters throughout the entire thing that are, you just can't take them seriously. Um, again, though, the music is terrible. But for a Disney Channel original movie, I actually really much enjoyed it uh, if you took the music aspect out. But, you know, there it is. Alright, so that's our 24, and then our number one pick that we all agreed on is... Any guesses out there in TV land? Yell it out. (laughs) (laughs) The Nightmare Before Christmas. And what would Halloween be without this holiday, Christmas holiday classic? (laughs) (laughs) I know, there's like a big debate online. Is this a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? I kind of look at it like it ushers in like the holiday season because it covers like overarching all of this, you know, from October to December. So 
I like to watch it in at Halloween time because there's plenty of other Christmas movies that I can watch. But this to me like really helps me get into the fall mood and and kind of you know reminds me that Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. And you know, but I just love I love this film. Oh, I love I love this film. The music is phenomenal. Genius. Danny Elfman is a genius with all of these songs. I mean, what else can I say? What do you guys have to say about it? I think that um, if I had to pick if it was Christmas or Halloween, I'd pick Halloween only because it's made by Tim Burton. And yeah. there's the answer. You don't even have to say anymore. That's yeah. the end of it. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of my... I, I, it's it's it stinks because nowadays you can't say that because you come off as one of these like little like one of these like hot topic posers. You're like, yeah. that's my favorite movie, man. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it was when I was a kid, and it it is still now not my favorite, but it's it's one of the. I mean, the stop motion is absolutely it amazing. Is. The painstaking effort that they took to put into every little moment of this movie is great. Mm-hmm. The music is fantastic. The dialogue is funny and also sad sometimes and also mm-hmm. just good. I, I don't, it's just very well done. Danny Elfman actually can act because, or at least in his singing, uh, because his singing voice is, is Jack's singing voice and mm-hmm. you hear him during Jack's lament. It's very boisterous and when it needs to be in very somber when it needs to be so mm-hmm. everything about this Catherine O'Hare is in it that's great we love her mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say the name of the show she's on now but you all know that what oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's great she's great um, and of course we have just a, a wonderful movie here with a cute dog just like every other Tim Burton movie because he lost his dog a long time ago and has never gotten over it oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is our Disney Plus Halloween picks. And now we have the grand premiere of a brand new segment. God help us. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a little nerve-wracking because it involves some acting. And and, uh, it's like we're going on stage live for you all because there's no editing so you have to bear with us if we make mistakes. But we are introducing the Jiminy Crickets Players. Well, as you can see, we're going to be doing a reenactment of the Haunted Mansion with some extras. We sort of combine some dialogue that originated from the um, Disneyland record version of the Haunted Mansion, which came out the same year as the attraction premiered at Disneyland. And uh, there's some additional um, dialogue from that album that is not heard in the attraction. But most of what you're going to hear is straight from the original attraction. But because this is uh, more of an audio experience than the actual attraction, I added, I composed some new dialogue 
for the ghost host to describe some additional things that are not actually described in the attraction, just so that we can kind of point out what part of the story you're you're in. So I sort of tried to match the the comedy style of the original script, and I added a few extra lines. And you'll, if you're fam as familiar with the haunted mansion as the three of us, you'll know which which lines are original from me. So what we're gonna do is I'm going to play the narrator, not to be confused with the ghost host, which is going to be played by Jerry. I am also going to play the Raven, and Ruthie is playing three roles. She is going to be Madame Leota, she is going to be the Black Widow Bride, and she is also going to be Little Leota. So you'll hear her three times throughout the adventure. So bear with us. We practiced this. Hopefully we won't make too many mistakes, but it's all in fun. So here is our reenactment of the haunted house. So I will begin. Have you ever seen a haunted house? You know the kind I mean. That old dark house that's usually at the end of a dimly lit street. The owners haven't been seen for years. No one really knows why. The windows are broken and boarded, and the shutters hang loose on their hinges. The trees have grown wild. Their branches brush against the sides of the weathering house making strange noises in the night. There's a high vine-covered fence around the property. Is it there to keep somebody out? Or is it there to keep something inside? It's a house that people avoid walking past at night. Strange sounds come from within the walls. And it's said that eerie lights have been seen both in the attic window and in the graveyard at the side of the house. Our story revolves around this mysterious mansion. So gather near, my friends. I have a story to tell. You will not be harmed. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delights. Welcome, foolish mortals to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. Now kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal states. away from the walls and into the dead center of the room 
Ah! Ah! Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination, hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors, which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. <laughs> way ah ah he chose the coward's way ah ah oh i didn't mean to frighten you prematurely the real chills come later now as they say look alive and we'll continue our little tour and let's all stay together please there are several prominent ghosts who have retired here from creepy old crypts all over the world. Actually, we have 999 happy haunts here. But there's always room for 1,000. Any volunteers? <laughs> if you insist on lagging behind, you may not need to volunteer. <laughs> and now, a carriage approaches to take you into a boundless realm of the supernatural. Take your loved ones by the hand, please, and kindly watch your step. Do not pull down on the safety bar, please. I will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. Oh, yes, and no flash pictures, please. We spirits are frightfully sensitive to bright lights! <laughs> we find it delightfully unlivable here in this ghostly retreat. Every room has wall-to-wall -wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. Shh, listen. All our ghosts have been dying to meet you. This one can hardly contain himself. <laughs> Unfortunately, they all seem to have trouble getting through. Perhaps Madame Leota can establish contact. She has a remarkable head for materializing the disembodied. <laughs> Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond.
goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond, let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. The happy haunts have received your sympathetic vibrations and are beginning to materialize. They're assembling for a swinging wake, and they'll be expected. I'll see you all. I always cry at weddings. I meet the Black Widow Bride. in sickness and in wealth. You may now kiss the bride. We'll live happily ever after. Till death do us part. Here comes the bride. As long as we both shall live. For better or for worse. I do. I did. And now for a graveyard celebration. But first, a tip of the hat to a mysterious gentleman with a real head on his shoulders. <laughs> Sent to ground level, but our groundskeeper looks too frightened to speak, but like a slight whimper from his companion. Here at our graveyard jamboree, there is all music all around. And the sky is filled with whispers. Our ghostly band consists of bagpiper, a harpist, hornblow, a hunchback flautist, and a cadaverous drummer, hounding out a terrifying tale. Meet our busty balladeers, Rolo Rumpkin, Cousin Algernon, Ned Nub, Phineas Peacock, and Uncle Theodore. 
Playful spooks have interrupted our tour. Please remain seated in your doom buggy. We will proceed in just a moment. Playful spooks have interrupted our tour. Please remain seated in your doom buggy. We will proceed in just a moment. We now encounter more ghostly haunted mansion residents from around the world. A king and queen are teeter-tottering on a gravestone. A duchess and a shrouded corpse escaped from his coffin are sipping tea. An athletic group of ghosts are enjoying a bicycle ride through the toaster. Oh, and look, a mummy has escaped from his sarcophagus. <laughs> ah, I adore the opera. This one stars a masked executioner a decapitated knight, and a devilish diva in Viking attire. As they say, it isn't over until the fat lady sings! <laughs> ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts! They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs> now, I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home! <laughs> Hurry back. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us, make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. <laughs> I told you you would not be harmed. Thank you for spending some time with us. Come again. Bring your friends. If they believe in ghosts. I have to go now. It's midnight. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. Thank you. Oh, please, please, please. More, more, please. No. <laughs> so I, we did make a few little, I, especially me, I was the one changing all the pictures around. And at one point I got a little overwhelmed with all the transitions and everything. So I hope you'll forgive us for our minor little errors. But hope you enjoyed our first installment of the Jiminy Cricket players. And hopefully the next time we do this, if we ever do this again, <laughs> I will choose a less difficult uh, <laughs> uh, attraction to reenact that doesn't involve so many 
scene switches and everything. But if you are only listening to this, if you really want to get the best appreciation of what we just did, you have to watch what we did because there's a lot of pictures and things that went along with it. And we worked really hard to put it together for you all. So we hope you all enjoyed it. So that brings us to the end of our special Halloween episode of Jiminy Crickets. It went by so fast. I can't believe it. We made it under two hours for a change, Ruthie. Yeah. (laughs) And that's weird if I'm on. Yeah. (laughs) So, Ruthie, where can everybody find Jiminy Crickets on the web? You can listen to all of our past shows, including audio versions of Dateline Jiminy Crickets on our website, jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes under the name Jiminy Crickets. That's with an exclamation point, and be sure to leave us a five-star review. On our YouTube channel, we share updates to the Disney Crisp website, including the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour, as well as past episodes of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and Dateline Jiminy Crickets. You can find our channel if you search for DisneyChris.com. And remember, .com is spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. And don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell. You can also join in the conversation over on our Facebook page, Jiminy Crickets Podcast, where you can not only interact with Chris and me and all the fellow cricketeers, but you can stay up to date on all the latest details of our many worldwide web endeavors. In addition to all the normal places you have always found our podcast, you can now also find us on the Roarbots, a unique website celebrating all aspects of geek culture, including Disney fandom. Here we share all of our new episodes twice monthly, as well as special best of episodes from our extensive back catalog of shows. We are proud to be a part of this motley crew of pop culture superfans, So be sure to check out this amazing website at www.theroarbots.com. If you would like to contact the show with your questions and comments, our email address is disneychrisdotcom at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. On Instagram, we are disneychris underscore jc underscore podcast. On Twitter, I am at disneychris73. On Facebook, I, or I, but Ruthie is, <laughs> Ruthie is Ruthie Brown, and I am Chris Linden. That's spelled out L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson. And my website is uh, DisneyChris.com. And again, our Patreon is Patreon.com slash DisneyChris. And other donation options can be found at DisneyChris.com slash donate.html and I would also like to thank everybody for your continued support of DisneyChris.com, Dateline Jiminy Crickets, and the Jiminy Crickets podcast. And in addition, I would like to thank Jerry for joining us and wow, what a performance as the ghost host. We did some practices and he was holding back during practice. <laughs> he really put in his heart and soul. His soul yeah. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, guys. I love both of you. Chris, Ruthie, you, you're awesome. Seriously, anytime that you have, want to have me on, I'm here, man. And woman. <laughs> well, we hope anytime to have you Anytime you want to come on. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, thanks everybody, and always... Oh, Ruthie, I forgot to ask you what I always ask you. Do you have any final words for today? I'm going to leave you guys all with the words of the season. Happy Halloween! And always let your conscience be your guide. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Soon. Why? Why? Because we like you. And-